Now, fast forward three years, the non-alcoholic category has absolutely blossomed. It's only in its infancy and people can go out, they can socialize, they can be at a bar, but not in, necessarily they don't need to touch a drop of alcohol. Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Endorphins, a mental health podcast that discusses the importance of finding joy and happiness in daily living. I'm your host, Stella Stephanopoulos, and this week I couldn't be more excited to share my episode with Miles McCurdy and Craig Lewis, otherwise known as Louie, who are the co-founders of Flyers, which is the world's most awarded CBD cocktail company. I was first connected to Miles and Louie earlier this summer through a mutual friend, and over the past few months, it's been incredible to learn from them about the functional beverage space and the future of this industry. And that's exactly what I wanted to focus on in this episode. Miles and Louie share a little bit about how they got started with Flyers and specifically what sparked their interest in the alcohol alternative space. We also talk about everything that went into crafting the Flyers cocktails from product development to where you can find it in shops near you or online. And then we also get into their own personal stories and experiences with health and wellness their perspective on what it means to lead a healthy, happy, and purposeful life, and what brings Miles and Louis endorphins. Before we get into the episode, two quick announcements. Firstly, we are hosting a live panel discussion today, the day that this episode is released, at Sachet, which is a non-alcoholic shop in the West Village of New York City. So if you're based in New York, we'd love to see you at the event and help bring this conversation to life. It's going to be a really incredible evening featuring a bunch of amazing panelists. So definitely go check that out. The link to RSVP is in my Instagram bio and also linked to this episode. And second announcement, this episode is sponsored by Anchor. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Miles. Hey, Louie. Thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, wonderful to be back, Stella. Really thrilled to get to have this conversation with you guys today on the cannabis curious space and everything that you're doing with Flyers. Let's start at kind of the beginning. So the origin story of Flyers, which is a non-alcoholic sparkling CBD beverage company. So what inspired the creation of Flyers? How did you guys get into the beverage space, but specifically in the cannabis and now THC area? Uh, we worked on the agency side with some big beverage before COVID. For a few years, we helped build out their innovation pipelines and we helped come up with these concepts and bring them to market. And inevitably, these big beverage would prioritize the commercial viability of the product before prioritizing like a really good quality product that tastes great. So, you know, they would start creating liquids and they need to make these liquids for, you know, a few cents per beverage. Um, and we really thought there was a actually bigger opportunity here to come up and bring these kind of some of these concepts to life in a much better way. And we thought, all right, if we were to create our own beverage brand, what would that look like? And this was also at about the same time where there was this new cannabis wave and particularly on cannabis and cannabinoid technology. Um, and that's water soluble technology. So it was typically and previously, it was really hard to be able to 
put, you know, cannabis oil and water together. Um, whereas some of this technology, like some of the stuff that we use, makes it a lot easier now and it's actually fully water soluble. So we put those two things together and said, all right, if we were to create this concept and this beverage and we can leverage this new technology. This is something that these big beverage players can't play in the space yet legally. So they can't enter into the CBD or even THC space unless it goes via a, uh, one of their joint ventures um, through a cannabis business. And so we said, all right, what about these three concepts from a beverage perspective? We know that these, you know, in the cocktail world, we want to make sophisticated, adult, nuanced, complex flavors. And we know that there's an opportunity for people in the non-alcoholic space to be sipping something over time during these alcohol occasions, um, as opposed to when you go to a bar and you order something, you know, a non-alcoholic beverage, and they just say they have, you know, water, juice, or a Coke. And that's kind of it. So it's wonderful to see this the huge range of options really come out now in the market, um, you know, hundreds and hundreds of different brands. And they're all kind of leaning into this like adult complex flavors. So, you know, we launched ours about 11 months ago um, in the market, working really closely with Ivy Mix, our chief flavor officer. Um, and yeah, we're, we're scaling and uh, building up. So I won't give away too much more, but I'll, I'll pause there. Um, but that was kind of like the impetus for building the brand and, uh, the, the product um, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to the, releasing some new products uh, in the near future. That's a great point that you bring up around having like a level of sophistication in alcohol alternative drinks, like alcohol-free cocktails, now at the CBD space. I've tasted your products. I love the Sydney Spritz and I recently had, I can't remember the name of it, but it has like vanilla oak like maybe it's like a old-fashioned type of drink yeah the brooklyn gold that's my favorite yeah it's delicious and so there is like definitely like a level of sophistication when you're tasting it from like the taste profile all the way down to the way the the product actually looks and is marketed speaking more to kind of the science behind cbd so i know we previously talked about flyers having this like fast acting cbd mechanism can either of you share a little bit more about what that is and like what the actual experience is when you're cracking open a can of flyers and drinking it, how people are meant to feel when experiencing the product? On the tech side, so yeah, we, we use it. It's a fast acting, fast onset and fast offset. And so basically, you know, when it goes, it goes into your bloodstream, it goes in there, we talk about it. Talk about it a six to nine minute efficacy and because it goes in your bloodstream it means the bioavailability is higher so more of it goes into your system uh, and as opposed to your system kicking it out through your metabolism so we use this technology it's water soluble the first sip and the last sip of the beverage is exactly the same it doesn't settle or separate over time um, and that allows us to achieve this really fast onset experience we're trying to bring it close to this this alcohol style um, and occasion that's the kind of function that we're aiming for to louis point um we're an, uh, an alcohol alternative, so we have to function in a very similar fashion. Uh, and so, and we also we're a business, so we can't like just. It would be wonderful to give one person one drink for the entire night, and that sets them free. Uh, but ultimately, we want to have people drinking our product as they would with a glass of wine or a beer or any sort of um, cocktail, where you sort of pace yourself out. But we know with our efficacy that you can drink one, uh, you'll feel it, and it'll dissipate probably within like that. 30 to 40 minute range, just like alcohol. So if you want to just have one and done, you're good to go. But if you want to keep layering up, um, you can. And I think like with CBD, it's fantastic. We'll talk about our innovation, but THC, that's something that gets me super excited as well. And that's where it's super important about that, uh, that efficacy coming in and going re relatively quickly. 
When it comes to the actual feeling itself, we get a lot of customers saying it takes the edge off, it mellows them out, but it doesn't make them drowsy. And that's like ultimately, like we sort of, we hear it time and time again. It's like having a couple of glasses of red wine where the life, life is a little bit peachier. Like those stresses that were sort of weighing in your, in your shoulders earlier have sort of like dissipated a little bit. You can hold your head up a little bit higher and, and times are good. Um, and that's the one beauty of this product. It's not only like award-winning flavors, but furthermore, there's a functionality to it that we really admire and appreciate. Because a lot of people, when they drink, there's the inebriate, uh, like they, they become inebriated, they lose that sort of like sense of, uh, they might have a sense of confidence that pops off, or they might be able to walk up to that guy or girl at the bar and, and introduce themselves. And our product is a very similar one where there's a functional aspect that makes you feel a lot more comfortable in your own skin right then and there. So like CBD is a wonderful product where it's clinically proven to show like it's uh, anti-inflammatory, but it's also anti-anxiety. Uh, and so that taking the edge off you uh, and just making you feel a little bit more comfortable in your own skin like means uh, a whole lot to a lot of people, especially when they're out and about and socializing. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually going to ask a bit more about like the medicinal and rather like health benefits with CBD, but also THC. You'd mentioned that CBD helps to lower anxiety. I didn't even know it was considered an anti-inflammatory, um, which is really interesting. But are there any other specific like health benefits around CBD that you guys are focusing on with flyers or shed light on with the company? And then in addition to CBD, looking at some of those health benefits with THC, which I think can be a bit more controversial because it's not until more recently that states are starting to like legalize the use of marijuana. But um, when we look at like the comparison between CBD and THC, how do we see like those health benefits show up? I think it would be maybe a little foolhardy of Louis and I to talk about the health benefits. We're not like medical practitioners in any means. Um, but we, we do know with our product, particularly with our CBD product, like that, like to decrease anxiety is fantastic. And CBD clinically proven to do so. We have full spectrum CBD as well, which a lot, not to rag on the on the category, but a lot of other of our competitors don't necessarily have that. Uh, full spectrum CBD has this wonderful entourage effect where all the uh, uh, cannabinoids work together and ultimately give you a much more rounded effect. Um, and so it works a little bit faster, it works a little bit harder. Ultimately, you're gonna be feeling a little less stressed and, Anyone who's feeling a little less stressed is always going to be feeling a lot better. So that's like that's where we can sort of lean into it. But I think when it comes to medical uh, advice and uh, particularly with CBD, I'd say consult your uh, your doctor. Definitely not me. Disclaimer: None of us here are physicians. None of us are doctors. <laughs> um, but from a business perspective, or like from things that maybe you've read or done research on, I mean, I know in my own personal experience and and from researching, like I've seen a lot of stuff come through the literature just around some like health benefits, mental health benefits to CBD, especially around the anti-anxiety space and finding a way to kind of take the edge off, but in a very controlled environment. Um, because I think when we talk about like the alcohol space, I've done a few episodes on the sober curious movement and, you know, examining our relationship to alcohol. And when you take a step back and like look at the cultural piece there's a lot of abuse happening with alcohol as really like a social lubricant. And I think it's easy to kind of go on like one end or the other end of the spectrum, but it seems like CBD is like this happy medium or middle ground where you're not getting those detrimental effects that, you know, an, an abuse of alcohol can, can cause in your body, but you're also 
finding a way to kind of just like take the edge off, but in a, in a healthier way, essentially. Yeah. I think like one thing that we haven't even touched on is like when you're drinking a product like flyers, like an alternative product in a social setting where alcohol is typically served, the, the biggest benefit is like, you're not using alcohol, like alcohol can poison the body. And ultimately that's why you wake up with a screaming hangover the next morning. Like we proudly say you can drink, you can socialize, you can inebriate with others out there. You can, sorry, you can imbibe with others out there without the consequences of, um, of, uh, of a hangover. And that is like the huge benefit right there. Like one of the pain points and to Louis's point before about the inception of the brand, like you go back to New York three years ago before COVID kicked in and you go to a bar and you ask for a non-alcoholic beverage. You, your best bet is you're either going to get like a very high in sugar um, mocktail that's made like on the spot or you're going to get that wonderful Diet Coke with a wedge of lime. In. And that's just no fun for anyone. Now, fast forward three years, the non-alcoholic category has absolutely blossomed. It's only in its infancy and people can go out, they can socialize, they can be at a bar, but not in necessarily they don't need to touch a drop of alcohol. The cool thing about the alternative space is that for the last, ever since Prohibition, like I think it's 1932, alcohol's had a monopoly. Like when you go out, you either have alcohol as a legal option or a number of recreational drug choices that are all deemed illegal. Uh, and we're now starting to see a huge change there, but also there's never been the choice to actually explore like non-alcoholic options. Um, have, and I think that, that's the best thing, particularly with a, a very progressive city like New York, you get to see all the biggest, boldest and best brands really starting to flex that alternative muscle. To that point, where do you see the future of the non-alcohol and like alternative beverage space going and also the CBD space as well? Like, where do you see that in the next five years? How do you see that evolving? Yeah, we really do see a lot of beautiful brands coming to the market that are putting in a lot of effort behind their flavor and the function behind it and really the education, which is a really, really key element for the category. Um, there was a big movement initially, I think it was originally led by Seedlip in the space, in the non-alc space, um, and they did a wonderful job of really like shining a light on this as an opportunity for consumers that are looking to moderate their alcohol intake. And now there's some brands that are also coming along and putting a lot of effort into communicating the advantages of reducing your alcohol intake, but also the functional beverages. And that includes the categories like adaptogens, nootropics, there's like mushrooms, there's cannabinoids on CBD and also THC. There's a psychedelic movement that's kind of growing and bubbling up as well. Um, so there's kind of like, we see that there's this future being built where people are all going to be consuming beverages together, but you might be having a non-alc version. I might be having a THC version. Someone might be having a, you know, a psychedelic version. And ideally these are all kind of microdosed and sessionable, but we're all in this one social occasion drinking together. And we align that experience with like when you go to a restaurant and there was a menu and there used to be a meat menu and there used to be this little vegetarian menu on the side. Now those things are together. When you look at a menu, someone might be having seafood, someone's having a vegetarian dish, someone's having meat, but we're all there sitting together and we're all consuming this food and it's all together on one menu. And so we do see a bit of a future like that where there's a lot more options available for people on in those occasions to be able to you know socialize um, and even or, and or celebrate together um, in we, hopefully with healthier options that don't provide a hangover the next day. I like that. That's very catchy also. Healthier options that don't provide a hangover. As you guys were in the earlier like stages, I guess, of producing uh, the different flavor profiles and launching the Flyers products, you worked with an award-winning mixologist to, to create these different products. 
first of all, that's incredible. And obviously it, it makes sense as to why the drinks are so delicious because I love all the different flavors. I think when I had the Sydney Spritz, it was the summer. So I was really <laughs> vibing with that one. It really fit the ambiance um, in the July heat in New York City. But when you were working with Ivy, how did you guys come together to make certain decisions around you know, what flavors you wanted, how many products you wanted to start with um, when launching? What factors kind of influenced those specific decisions? We set out with kind of thinking, all right, we want to create a product and a, a range that initially uh, kind of is people from with a wide range of palettes potentially could enjoy. And so we end up, we landed on these three different spaces that are all part of the top 10 cocktails in the world. And so we have this margarita space, we have the spritz space, and then we have the old fashioned Manhattan kind of like whiskey bourbon space. And so with those three, we kind of said, all right, these are really good for different occasions, different types of people, different palettes. Um, and that's a really good base for us to start to kind of, you know, as our first product to launch in the market. And we went with to Ivy at the very onset of this, of this, um, brand and we said hey ivy like here's what we're looking at doing like are you interested in in coming aboard and helping us out with this and she was straight away i was like yep i mean so we went to her bar and kind of with these three concepts um spent about eight hours with ivy at leyenda and she was lighting things on fire and capturing smoke and like giving us smells and tastes of things it was just like this mad scientist like working away it was unbelievable to see and we landed with these three gold standard bar versions of the beverages but that was then the where that initiated the commercialization process which is it's easy enough to make these with fresh ingredients that taste delicious in a bar especially by ivy but then also how do you make a few hundred thousand of these consistently over time that are shelf stable so that initiated 45 rounds of flavor work with ivy and again she has this really unique ability to articulate the flavors that she's experiencing way beyond our palates so it got to the point where we we're like yep we love it it's delicious and then we would do 10 more rounds with ivy to try and you know get it to a point where she was happy and satisfied and you know that has led to you know we're really glad we spent the time on it because we've submitted now to as many awards as we can you know the san francisco spirit awards the new york national uh world spirit awards and we're now about 33 awards and we can now claim we're one of the most awarded cbd or the most awarded cbd brand on the planet um, and that's all because, you know, we spent the time and effort working with Ivy to like build out these these um, flavors. Um, and we're actually really excited to think about like what the next flavors are that are coming down the line. Um, but we also know that we need to give that the time that it needs because it, it will take, it took six months for the first one. So I'm sure the next one might also take that long. Patience is a virtue, but clearly it pays off. I wouldn't be doing this interview justice though, if we didn't talk about both of your personal stories and your perspectives on health and wellness. So you're both from Australia, which is a place I hopefully will get to go visit one day. And in my mind, the way I see it, it's like this super chill, health-oriented place in the world. And there's so many like cool, healthy restaurants that started popping up in New York over the past few years and coffee shops that are all Australian-based. So clearly there's a huge health and wellness presence from where you guys are from. So do you want to start with talking a little bit more about how your interest in health and wellness developed over your life and any activities or things that you you did growing up that really like influenced your interest in healthy living? I grew up in a, a beachside community called Cronulla and it's stereotypical to any sort of Sydney side beach town where everyone runs down the Esplanade or you're, you're wearing Speedos more often than you should be. 
uh, and you are always active out and about and really enjoying life for it for it's like just to its fullest ultimately. So as a young as a young boy, I was like. I did every stereotypical sport you could imagine with, uh, within Australia. So from cricket to rugby, uh, played a lot of soccer. And I think when it comes to my general health and wellness, um, playing rugby, I was always going to the gym and things like that. So that's even now into my 30s, I've, I'm still carrying through with that, grinding it out. But uh, I honestly feel when it comes to um, if I'm physically fit, uh, mentally I'm do, uh, much stronger as well. And so I think even coming to a city like New York where it's, it's it's a grind. It's arduous. Your weekends turn into weekdays, uh, and there's there's never an off switch. I think always being uh, focused on ensuring like um, there's a degree of like focus on both mental well being and and physical well being has always been a strong point of mine, particularly in New York, because otherwise I think I'd go mentally insane uh, in New York. Otherwise, so. I'm not sure if that's even answered anything, Stella, but long short, uh, I've managed to uh, maintain the healthy living and lifestyle that I always loved and admire back in Sydney, and I've transplanted it over here to New York. Yeah, I mean, I think that's super important because something that I've noticed with myself in terms of like when I fluctuate in and out of periods in my life where I'm more health conscious and perhaps like less health conscious, I strongly attribute it to the environment. So, for example, Last summer, I spent a month and a half in Bali, and that was like probably one of the best summers of my life. And, you know, all I was doing every day was doing yoga. I was by the beach, um, very like low stress, like the optimal situation to practice healthy behaviors. And then coming back to New York in the fall, like you mentioned, there's just things going a million miles an hour. And it was very difficult for me to translate the practices that I did in a place like Bali into a hectic, crazy city like New York. So I think that's a really valuable insight that you're sharing around making sure that you're able to bring your healthy behavior anywhere, no matter where you're living or where, you know, where you are, that doesn't have to be something that, you know, we, we attach to externally rather like you can create those habits and behaviors really wherever you go. And that's something I wished I had done earlier. (laughs) Um, earlier on last year. No, I absolutely uh, agree agree with you on that one. I must admit there is a one downside to being in New York City, which is 24 seven. Uh, and the litany of choices are always so high. My consumption of Taco Bell has gone through the roof, but I managed to balance that out with increasing my workouts. But uh, it, it is a city where you can pick your poison no matter what. You just have to make sure you, you pay your penance uh, accordingly. I follow you along on Instagram, both of you guys. But Miles, every day you, you post a photo of your notebook and you write down three things that you're grateful for. So is that like a consistent gratitude practice that you have or when did that even start? Probably started two years. I've been in New York for seven years and so I start, probably started five years ago, but I've increased it to a, uh, and I do it every now and then. Uh, it's like one of those things where if I was feeling good in the morning or if I was feeling down or whatever, I could journal it out. Um, but I, I read a couple of books and um, I just thought I'd put a bit of a framework towards it all. So every morning I write down, I write the coffee that I get. Uh, sometimes it's great. Um, sometimes it's uh, not so great. Uh, I talk about the day, I sort of journal about the day before and then I write uh, specifically like what I'm grateful for. And like, I think I'm lucky enough to be living in New York City, be able to afford rent and have uh, an unholy amount of Taco Bell whenever I want. And so there's plenty to be grateful for at all all given times. And um, I've noticed that when I do, like I probably journal nearly every day, every year now. And there's something that 
is very grounding about it. Even when you're having the roughest of days, um, I honestly think like I can open up that journal, go back a page or two and see like, oh, look, today's a rough one, but there I've got more than enough to be grateful for it. It's not like, like these pie in the sky things. Sometimes it might be like a pleasant smile that someone gave me the, the, the morning when I'm walking to coffee, or it might be like, a, it might be like flyers won another like uh, award winning, like, um, like world-class award for our beverages. Like the, the spectrum is like limitless. There's always plenty of things to be grateful for. And I think just writing them down is very grounding for me. Um, and wildly enough, a lot of my bonehead mates back in Australia who originally would give me so much grief saying, oh, look at you, Miles, you've gone to New York, you've gone soft. Um, they themselves, very quietly, I won't say their names, but they, they themselves are journaling and they find it like really fruitful for mental health and well-being. I do something similar um, with a gratitude jar and I, I think it's so important to actually like get pen to paper and write down things that you're grateful for that bring you joy because um, it's easy to lose sight of that. I know, Louie, you're like an adventure junkie. <laughs> so big endorphin thrills kind of in like your day to day. Can you talk a little bit more about going back to the original question around like health and wellness and how that's shown up in your life? Well, I do a lot of skydiving. I don't know if that's in the health and wellness space. <laughs> I guess you could you could argue that it's it's a practice that's boosting your endorphins. So it's it's healthy living to an extent. It really is. And yeah, you're spot on. My, my favorite, so I've been skydiving for about eight, year or nine years now maybe longer uh about 600 skydives on my belt and i really my favorite thing about that i really try and learn something from each particular sport and bring it into other areas of my life and the thing that i like about skydiving is that, that it brings you into this flow state where you're not thinking about the future or the past you're like truly present and it, i think that anything that can help bring you in that state is is healthy and obviously the endorphins and adrenaline are really enjoyable as well and the community around it um, and the, you know, there's an, another sport that I really find that also achieves the same thing is free diving. So I started that maybe six or seven years ago and became an instructor. And I, you know, I don't get that from the opportunity to do that too much in New York, but I love that because you really have to be fully focused and you have to quieten your mind to reduce your oxygen intake in your brain because it uses the most amount of oxygen. So to be able to dive for deeper and longer, you basically have to be in a nearly meditative state to achieve that. And so those lessons and those, you know, the breathing, breathe up techniques on the surface, I try and bring them into other areas of my life to help me, you know, in, in case like maybe more conscious of how I'm feeling or what, how I'm breathing. Um, and then also maybe trying to be a little bit more focused on the particular things I do to be more present. I, turning off notifications on my phone as often as I can, you know, deleting a lot of apps. I'm weak though and I re-download them, you know, every weekend and then delete them again. It's like a whole weekly cycle. But um, yeah, those are the kind of activities I really enjoy doing. And I like to like take something that I've learned from that and try and apply it to other areas of the life. Um, and then obviously, you know, not drinking allows me to do those activities. Like if I was drinking alcohol those next days, if I'm hungover, I can't be doing any of those kind of things. And so reducing my alcohol intake or being very selective about when I decide to consume alcohol is really important. And I think that, um, you know, over the last four months, I haven't been drinking alcohol at all because we have this marathon coming up. Um, and that is, it's coming up in six days time, which hopefully I've run it successfully by the time this is aired. But that's been something that has these overflow effects of you know, in the morning I sit in these compression leg things and I get a, get time to myself to try and think about the day and like what I'm doing and my goals. And then also, you know, makes me sleep better and my nutrition's better and my hydration's better. And it kind of have, you know, I get to listen to audio books while I run. So I'm actually start moving through books now, whereas I wasn't reading anything beforehand to start what I wanted to do. Um, so it has these really knock on effects and um, I really enjoy like these, the, the, 
other elements that exist from when you're doing an activity that you can apply and how it impacts positively the other parts of your life. Yeah. And making those very conscious choices around living a bit with more health conscious behaviors has a ripple effect. And then if you're also, for example, like drinking and then you feel really hungover the next day and tired, like that has a ton of negative ripple effects where it's just hard to like do the things that actually bring you joy because you're exhausted or you're like just completely out of it the next day. And I think skydiving in particular, that's so, that's, you have to be really brave (laughs) to do something like that. Um, So how do you like mentally get into the mindset where you're fearless and you're just like jumping out of the plane and going for it? Yeah, I feel um, a mentor gave me a really good example of this. I did a couple of talks in, on some stages back in the back in the day, and uh, you know, I had some um, coaching to be able to help with that. And they talked about, you know, without going deep into science, you have a system in your body called the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. And basically, one like ramps you up, like flight or flight, and then the other one like calms you and cools you down. And so the nervousness and the like when you're really nervous or frightened or fearful, it's the exact same system as when you're excited or there's adrenaline. It's basically the same response in your body. It's just your interpretation of it that's different. So when it comes to like doing a talk on a stage or scouting out of a plane, you, if you put your perception of that is excitement and it's a positive feeling and your heart rate is increased and your you know, sweaty hands is because you're excited to do something, then that kind of that simple change in thought basically positions that where that fear doesn't really exist because you're actually excited to do the thing so and you know it's it's easy to say it's harder to do but that was something that a few years ago that I learned about that helped unlock any of those things or now I'm just like oh I'm not nervous about I'm actually just excited to do it and I just think about that all the time and it makes it all easier that's a really profound point because at the end of the day like the same physiological mechanism is what's producing those two separate feelings that we you know we we have like we attribute one to feeling stressed and anxious and the other to feeling excited and like ready to go um so you know it's i think it's about like taking the time to constantly like reframe those thoughts and say okay yeah like i'm not stressed and anxious about this i'm actually excited i'm looking forward to it it definitely makes it easier to speak on stage and do public speaking or you know, get ready for a really big presentation that you have or, you know, whatever it may be in your life. Aside from from what we just chatted about, I want to talk a little bit more about some of the innovation that's coming down the pipeline. So I know earlier we mentioned THC products that are coming to market, you know, as early as the end of November, which is exciting, and then in New York next year. But what else can my audience look forward to with flyers? In this day and age, like the sky's the, sky's the limit. Um, simply because there are so many wonderful um, decriminalizations and like new uh, regulatory changes that are coming across. We're looking forward to THC and we're looking forward to THC in a number of dosages where you don't see too often in the marketplace at the moment where there's the standardized dose, but we also know that a lot of people like my mother, like bless her soul, she would never touch cannabis in Australia because it's illegal. But if she comes to New York and it's legal here, she'll... She'll dance with the devil on that one. She'll have a great old time. But the one thing, and I shouldn't say the devil because it's a super, it's a super, super plant, and we love it. But um, she um, having like the standard dosage would be would not be um, great for my mum. So we're really excited about having like like a low dosage, mid dosage, and high dosage. Uh, we're exploring that at the moment. But furthermore, like California three weeks ago decriminalized psilocybin. Uh, and that they did the exact same thing with cannabis a little while ago, and that obviously has 
flourished into this wonderful sort of industry that is uh, growing at the moment. So we're really excited about different alternatives out there, such as psilocybin. Um, but furthermore, you look at brands like Kin, um, which are really doing wonders in the adaptogen space. Um, so there's there's a litany of um, paths for us to choose. It's just a matter of like Louis and I having bandwidth. I hate saying that word. I think, but uh, it's just a matter of making sure like we are actually able to one make a good CBD product, but not butcher everything else down the line. And so we'll be taking it careful um, baby steps. But ultimately, looking at THC and looking at alternative markets out there, be it adaptogens, psilocybin, or even just something that's a, a wonderful sparkling beverage. Uh, but that's what we've sort of got cooking. We can't really say too much because we don't want to. Uh, we don't want to. Uh, Give away all our secrets but uh we're very excited in the space new york is going to have 20 dispensaries open by the end of this year according to the governor uh and that's just a, a very strong indication of how big the, the state is going to be um there was one thing we spoke about earlier still about the future you mentioned five years down the line it's going to happen a lot faster um in places like nevada and michigan there's already on-premise consumption lounges where much similar to that of Amsterdam, you can go, you can go in and you can sit, drink, smoke, eat, do whatever the hell you want with a cannabis-based product. Um, that's going to happen with New York next year, and it's going to be this wonderful juxtaposition where there's going to be an alcohol bar literally next door to a cannabis bar, where you can go into the cannabis bar and on tap you can get a seltzer that is infused with THC, or there is a wine that is microdosed. They're all dealkalized, so you don't have to touch any alcohol but you are getting the same full body red that you'd be getting. But instead of getting drunk, you're going to be having the effects of THC, that wonderful psychoactive um, activity there. Well, I'm excited to see how this is going to get accelerated. If it's sooner than five years, who knows what New York's going to look like in the next two or three. And it's, it's great to see you guys being such leaders in this space. And where can my listeners grab a can in New York? In New York City, we've got 24-hour delivery. You'll actually get like really favorable rates online. So um, drinkflyers.com. Um, it's fantastic for that. But furthermore, you can go to a number of like nearly every bodega on, on every corner is going to have us. Um, there's a number of bars in the city that have us. We're now popping up in other states through like from, from Boston to, to all the way down to uh, Texas. So we're starting to build our, our platform that ultimately online is going to be your best bet for getting the, the widest variety and the quickest delivery. Um, that's where I'd sort of say. And also Ivy's Bar, Leander. Uh, it's one of the world's best ranked cocktail bars. Um, I should give her a plug right there. But furthermore, like we're there and we're also at a number of like really lovely uh, bars throughout the city. Um, funnily enough, I'm going to, on Thursday, I'm taking visits to Boxes, uh, all three um, Boxes locations so in Hell's Kitchen. So we're really starting to accommodate uh, a stronger gay community as well, which has... I, which we have identified as like being a really core cool customer. Um, and so you're going to see around Hell's Kitchen and Chelsea, flyers nearly at every bar there sooner, sooner rather than later. Well, I'll have to keep an eye out. That's exciting. And um, one of my favorite places, I know you're at Showfields, which is such a cool space. And obviously at Sachet, which is where we're doing our event. Very excited for, for all of that. As we're wrapping up, my final question to the both of you is like, question that I ask every guest that comes onto the podcast, very much in alignment with the show Everyday Endorphins, which is about finding things in life that bring you joy and happiness. And throughout all the interviews that I've done and will continue to do, I've learned so much from my guests on 
what makes them happy, what brings them endorphins, like what really sparks them in their day to day. So that being said, my question to the both of you, Louis, Miles, what is something that brings you a bit of endorphins? Segue from the previous question, some of the endorphins I get are buying flyers from Boisson, Sechet, Minus Moonshine, and, uh, and our, our, our mate down, Spirited Away in, in the Lower East Side. But apart, I forgot to mention them. They're all wonderful retailers. They are absolute champions within the non-ARC and alternative space. And it was, uh, it, was a, it was a miss of me not to mention that. But one thing that ultimately brings me joy is like, um, we touched on it during this interview, uh, it's routine. And I hate to say that because I'd like to think I'm a relatively creative person, but routine for me is like waking up in the morning, getting my workout in, doing my gratitude journal and having like a really lovely coffee. Um, I'm a simple man with simple tastes. So having those like little simple treats in the morning um, makes, makes me very happy. And I know when I've, when I've done that Holy Trinity of coffee, gratitude journal and, and gym in the morning, my day's already, I've already got some really big ticks off the box. And it honestly gives me, uh, it sets my day for success. And mentally I feel much better for it. <laughs> I love that. The Holy Trinity, gym, coffee, gratitude. I need to do that more often. <laughs> yeah. The one other sweetener to any day is a text message from yours truly, Stella. It really, really lights me up. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. Sorry, Hopefully I'm but... joyous over yeah. text message. <laughs> Very much so. Louis, what about you? Um, for me, I'm going to go the other end of the spectrum. I really enjoy a dirty New York slice. It's Great. When I'm like thinking about the end of the day, what am I going to get? There's a few pizza joints right near me. I'm like, yep, definitely going to go inhale a few of those slices. <laughs> get the endorphins thinking about it, during it, after it, just full satisfaction. It's great. <laughs> Usually, you know, I'm struggling to eat enough now. I'm running every day for this marathon. So I'm like, get to really enjoy, you know, eating as many slices as I can, which is great. Um, but yeah, I actually feel like a really good source for me is um we I have a one and a half year old Australian Shepherd. It's a still a puppy basically, but he's fifty eight pounds, um, and he's just a really loving boy. And sometimes he can be uh, like a little bit rambunctious, but he's great. He jumps up in the morning and just comes up for a cuddle and just wants attention from everyone in the office. And he's always wagging his tail. And uh, yeah, he he's great. So I feel really highly uh, recommend to anyone that's looking to boost the endorphins is to definitely get a dog first year can be a bit tough getting but then if you have a bit of a routine it definitely makes things easier um, and uh he's great he's our chief happiness officer um here in the office so we're uh, we're happy to always have him around i love that all i wanted growing up was a dog and my parents never we never got one <laughs> so uh, i was looking to boost my endorphins at a young age and they just never let it happen so hopefully down the line in the future, I'll have a dog because I'm obsessed with puppies. They really do bring a lot of joy as well as a New York slice. <laughs> so I love those answers. And yeah, with that, thank you guys again so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having us uh, again, Stella. We really appreciate it. Always, always great to chat. Thank you, Stella. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thank you for listening. And remember to like, rate, and review this podcast on whichever listening platform you prefer. Don't forget to keep spreading endorphins and find things that bring you endorphins every day. See you next time. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.